Hi, folks, and welcome to Job Board Geek. It's the podcast about the business of connecting employers and candidates. I'm Jeff Dickey Chasens, the Job Board Doctor. I'm one of your hosts. And the other host in another place on the planet is Stephen Rothberg of College Recruiter. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? I am great. I am spending the month of January in Tucson, Arizona, where the the highs are generally in the low 70s, and there is nary a cloud to be seen. I hate you. Um, I'm in Iowa, and it's zero degrees. Just, just, just line up. All you haters can just get into a big line. I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, Stephen and I are both from the Midwest, so we can talk about weather for the next twenty-five minutes if we if you want us to. But I don't think you want us to. So, um, anyway, we have a great guest on today, Dom Jackman of Escape the City. Got a really interesting story to tell, and I think they do some very cool things. So I'm looking forward to that. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I thought was rather odd that happened recently. Mm. Uh, Snag a job went out and uh, got a six. $65 million loan. This is not too long after they uh, sold off their ATS and their onboarding service to another company. You know, the whole the whole thing of a, of a, of a mature job board like Snagajob, which has been around for a long time, had been rumored to be planning to IPO a number of times. And that has, you know, basically been really embedded in the hourly job board business uh, that it would be going out for a, a loan at this point just seemed kind of odd. It's like the they're, they're fumbling around on the couch and pulling out the pillows and seeing if they can find some extra change down there or something, you know. I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Well, the, you know, like you say, they're, they have long been one of the leaders in, in the hourly space. And they've um, pivoted a few times. Um, I knew that the, the founders, um, Sean and Tennille Boyer, I think they sold the company roughly five years ago. Uh, something like that. And the, the new folks came in, I think it was about three years ago, they tried to kind of pivot to snag, but get rid of the, the whole snag a job um, moniker and have it be kind of an app for hourly hiring, almost like right. Uber, but but for hourly hiring. From what I've heard, they just didn't get any traction from that, mm-hmm. pivoted back to their original model. So the good news is, you know, if you've got banks or others willing to lend you $65 million, you know, that's that's a feather in your cap. Um, they're not going to do that if your business is, is failing. Also, the the debt versus equity, certainly for startups, getting equity is is a usually a more common path to raising money. Right. But the advantage of taking debt is that you don't dilute your ownership. If a year from now or five years from now or whatever, they they exit, whether it's an IPO or an acquisition or something, then the owners today will be won't have lost um, a, a big chunk of their of their ownership. It is odd. I, and I, I, I feel like I've sort of seen this movie before with some other relatively large job boards taking on a big investment. And then a month or three months later, what you find out is that it wasn't really new money. It was replacing old money. It was a it was a refinancing of existing debt or, right, equ- right. or equity. Wouldn't surprise me if that's where we end up here. Maybe maybe some of the owners had lent snag a job a lot of money and now they've replaced their own personal loans with loans from banks or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Well, that's 
much more of an in-depth analysis than I was able to give it. So uh, kudos <laughs> to you, Stephen. <laughs> so I so I earned my big paycheck here because you know us podcasters, we're just rolling in it, baby. Oh, I, it's insane! Sixty-five million. That that I wouldn't even get up in the morning for that. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, uh, our guest today is a fellow from England, uh, from the UK, I should say, uh, Dom Jackman, and uh, his site is. Escape the City. And Dom, welcome to Job Board Geek. Thanks very much, Jeff. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm glad that you are here. I was wondering if you could just sort of give us uh, sort of an origin story about Escape the City, because uh, I know it's definitely a different type of site from your your average traditional job board. And uh, maybe also tell us where you came up with the name. Yeah, sure. So Escape the City for... um for it means slightly something slightly different for people who are based in London. So Escape the City is capital T, capital C, and the city is referring to the financial square mile of, of London where lots of corporate uh, organizations live and um, and recruit lots of people. And so the idea is, is to help people out of that rat race, that corporate rat race that people go into after university and realize that actually there's more to life than working for a huge company and want to do something different. But when they get to that space, uh, it's often quite difficult to them to figure out what your options are. And so 12 years ago, me and my friend Rob were in that position ourselves and we wanted to scratch our own itch. And so we wanted to find out what interesting jobs and um, or opportunities were available to us. And so uh, as we as, as kind of young professionals, we were disillusioned with the rat race and wanted to go out and do something that mattered to us and the world. And then for us, it didn't really feel like there was a, a community out there for us. So we, um, we tried to make it and I'm still trying to make it 12 years later. <laughs> I I think one of the things I always talk to my clients about, um, I know we've we done, done a little work at one point, is the importance of branding. I think most job boards fail miserably at branding themselves. And I think this is one of the places where you guys are really superb at that. I mean, the name is unusual, it's catchy, and uh, it also really describes what you're all about. So I, I think that's great. Oh, thanks. For that. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that I uh, am curious about is one of the things that struck me when I first went and looked at the site was the many different ways you engage candidates. It's not just job postings. You have right. courses, you have, you know, essentially blog postings, you've got stuff on events, you've got all these different things. Did that happen uh, over time or was that something that you thought about right off the bat? Well, we, we, we it's kind of been added to over the years and actually now we're kind of scaling back how how many we're doing and we're, and we're trying to keep our focus and i think one of the hardest things that we've always struggled with is is um is focus and and we had like you said we had events and programs and short form programs long form programs we, we we've done so many different things we've done, we've done um we had at one point we were doing holidays adventure holidays to help people out of the city and find we've had career we've had alternative careers festivals and all sorts of uh weird and wonderful things and it has i get that that variety has really worked but it's also come at a cost and i think that the cost was is that we've kind of spread ourselves quite thinly over the years and, and now we're trying to get trying to get back on the focus and, and we were a small team and we, we we raised a little bit of money 10 years ago but um but really only enough to kind of get us out of get, get us out of the traps and and um and get some get some our website behind us uh, we've really bootstrapped it from from day one apart from that in, injection initially 
Um, so we're not a big team. We, it's difficult for us to compete compete with organizations who uh, got loads of funding. And so we're a minnow in comparison to, to, to lots of others. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're not total jobs is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not even some of the people who I would describe as, as our like, competitors. I, I don't know if you've heard of them, a company called Otter in the uk they've kind of uh, mm-hmm. they've come out recently got loads of funding and like we can't compete with their uh their, their acquisition channels and we're basically kind of competing with similar similar uh, user demographics so um yeah just don't have the, the, the cash for that so we have to be creative so robbing robbing banks is always an alternative i suppose but that might not be the best <laughs> that might not be the best path to, to raising money it tends to get you into more trouble than it's worth but uh, yeah, that was not I, legal advice, by the way, Don. So. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> the, the co-hosts of the Job Board Geek podcast neither <laughs> condone nor, you know, anyway. So, um, Dom, I, one of the things that, that Jeff and I were talking um, prior to, to the recording is your B Corporation status. Um, we had mm. a, another guest on recently that had also go th- gone through the, that process for the for the listeners who aren't familiar, and I'll let you kind of explain more, you know, what it is, why why you've gone down that path. It basically is like a certification or a good housekeeping seal of approval. Like this this organization not only um, tries to make the the community better around it and treat its employees, its customers, its vendors, other stakeholders well, but it's it's proving that it doesn't just say that it's doing it; it's actually proving it. Talk with us if if you can about the decision to incur those those costs, the time you have to spend, the money you have to spend to do that. You know whether the idea to do that bore out is it is it something that helps you with marketing to candidates, to marketing to employers, to both. I, I think it's really fascinating that more and more organizations are, are are starting to look at ways of of not just saying, "Hey, we're family friendly." but proving it. Yeah, no, um, no, absolutely more than happy to, to talk about it. I mean, the B Corp, B Corporation, they, B Corp came to us in 2013 when they were about to launch in the UK and actually said, well, do you want to be one of our founding UK members? And, hmm. uh, and for us, really, it's just important. to uh, we, we talk a lot about progressive organizations and we're trying to help connect people into those progressive organizations. So it's important for us to walk the walk ourselves and say well we're like we know what it means to be a progressive company and we're trying to do it ourselves and and so really it wasn't really a business decision it was more like this is our these are our values and we want to be a good we want to we want to be a good company ourselves and so let's start and b corp was is probably my, my favorite framework for like assessing what a good organization looks like in today's world and they're probably it's not perfect but they they've got a they've got a pretty good a decent framework and a measure for it and so we were I, I was really up for getting behind it and that was and it was so there was no business decision really it was more like i really think i really think that's a good thing to be doing and then like the cost of it was is it well it isn't really relative it's not it's a lot of time but and not too much money um but then subsequently it's kind of really caught on and um and in the uk it's getting ever, ever more popular every year so yeah no just pleased that we're still able to recertify and still call ourselves a progressive uh, uh um, company so, Dom, the decision to become a B Corp, was that done for, do you find, have you found that that's helped you with marketing? Do you communicate that to the employers that are using your site, to, to candidates that are using your site? Or is this really just an internal, let's call it a compass, you know, to helping your team when you're reaching a crossroads, should you do A or B, you can see what B Corp 
would advocate for, you know, go down path A. And so then that's the path that you're going to follow. So is it more of an external marketing tool or an internal guidance, both? I think actually like looking looking at it, so we've been a, a B Corp now for like eight years. And I think the thing that's got, got the most value out of it like, is, um, is actually probably just internal. I think people who, we are, we are a really tiny team. There's just six of us. I feel like people want to work for a company that is making those decisions, like those good decisions. And so like from a recruitment perspective, my, I don't have any data on this, but my, my hunch is that it's been really helpful for that because people will, will say, oh, you know, I'm, we never have any issues hiring anyone. And it's really easy for us to hire. And that's always, that's, that's, a, that's a nice, that's something that's nice um and i think part of that is that we're like we're b corp and um people say oh you know you go work for them they they must be doing something well if if they if that's what they're doing and then from a marketing perspective that that does play into it a little bit as well from a b2b perspective it's it is relatively easy to go and because there's a good community in the uk now four or five hundred organizations who are b corps and so we would be able to get in the door of those organizations a lot i imagine fairly relatively easy especially because we've been quite an established b corp we were not just ones who've kind of come along in the last year but we can say we we were there at the start um part of the furniture in the uk for the b corp community so that's quite nice and that and that, and that, that means that people know us because of that and then there are lots of other opportunities around it some like b corps that come up with being a b corp or like brand co-branding stuff that we would never be able to afford to do um just thinking on the fly about this so like last year we um a big bank in the uk we're, we're escaped the city but then now these banks are, are, are coming up as being b corps um but this is this one is a, like it is is a good bank <laughs> they had uh they had a like a, they've got this this office in, in, in london and they put they they put all of the, their fellow b corps on their window and put it in a big advert advert in the paper now obviously these days that didn't make much difference to our numbers or anything but uh, it was nice and like it was a bit of a like a branding co-branding exercise that we would never have been able to afford otherwise yeah a, a mixture of internal and external but mostly internal really I, I had a question for you, Dom, about um, challenges. Uh, and first of all, I'm thinking about, um, I know that you had been looking at different types of technical platforms <laughs> for your job board for a long time. And then you ended up doing what some people do, which is, well, I'm just going to build my own. And, uh, you know, if my understanding is that you're done with it now, right? Pretty much <laughs> that it's, it's built and it's running and everything's fine. Is that is that true? Yeah, I mean, oh, Jeff, this has been a journey. Like, I don't know. We've been we've been swapping emails over the years about this. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny. Uh, I mean, I mean, when we when we started this idea of oh, we'll just create a job board, or oh, we'll just create this community around trying to connect people with these opportunities. Job board, how how difficult could it be? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Oh my gosh! Like it has been the bane of my life. The the technology part of 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 what we've been trying to do because we don't have the native. Tech tech skills in the team so that my co-founder and I were both non-tech uh or like semi-technical but not not developers it's always been our Achilles heel and and so um the last 12 years has just been that like that has that we've never really been able to solve that I and mean, I can talk at various different lengths of uh the story of it but in the nutshell we are now on our uh, iteration number six or seven and this one is a uh, like a, a thing that I've built half of it myself I've built a lot of the back end and then the front end I've got a developer um, a couple of developers to help me out on 
So it's a bit of a so hybrid of no-code software tools with some um, some development around it. But yeah, like it's all custom built and mostly to to, to do with uh, like our own specifications. And we've played around with off-the-shelf solutions and over the years and custom solu- um, custom solutions in the early early days and all had like varying diff- uh, success rates with them. The technical one is a really is a, is a question that I'm sure you have talked to your um, your people about a lot. But that's like that was one that's been the hardest thing for us. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're alone on that. I would say um, the conversations that we had about uh, platforms I've had with many many clients and <laughs> uh, you know my general advice to uh, to startups, to people that are starting up now is uh, use one of the off the shelf platforms, yeah. build your audience, do what you need to do, get used to running a job board and then move into a custom platform if you need to. Some people never do. Some people do. I mean, you guys do a lot of different stuff on your site that it would be challenging for a lot of the off the shelf platforms to support. But it's just I'm, I'm glad that you're at the end of the road right now for for the for for the foreseeable future so that's that's good news um, <laughs> how did the pandemic affect you guys and if if it did affect you are you out of it now or yeah it was it was terrible um it was really terrible because before the pandemic we had two revenue streams and one was like the employers and they'd be post paying to post jobs classic job board model and then the other one was we, we ran pro- programs and those programs were in-person offline programs to help people start businesses like basically quit their rat rat race and start businesses and then also find career direction and we've been doing that and basically the the revenue was split 50 50 we're taking like i'll be totally honest with the the revenue deal so we were basically taking five hundred thousand dollars in revenue and job board revenue and five hundred thousand on with the school we were and and both models were one was more profitable than the other but then we we kind of got a little bit burnt out by running the programs because there was just the, the sales cycles and, and everything else. And they were just, they were really exhausting to run at a really high quality the whole time because we were also delivering them ourselves um, rather than just like white labeling them and, and someone else was delivering them. So we were delivering all this content. We had like 2000 people go through them. And I just like the people who were working on it were burning out. So it was like, we need to find a different model. So we were trying to transition that model off um, to online. And then at the same time, the job boys has always been a good like revenue generator for us. And we made the decision in in, uh, in February of 2020 to stop doing the school. Um, and then like the week later, the pandemic hit. And I was paused doing the school and then we'd find a model. And so then the pandemic hit and was like, and then our revenue. So we killed one business, like paused one business. And the other business went down. I'm not joking. Uh, within a, a week, it went down 95%. So wow. We had a team of like 10 or 11 people at the time and our revenue, uh, that was really, really um, predictable every week. I just went overnight and then it didn't really recover for, I would say, five or six months. The nature of our business is that we work with small businesses. And so businesses under this like 20 people, they just obviously all shut up shop. No one knew what was going on. And, and so... They shut up shop and and we had lots of people looking for jobs, but no jobs on the job board. And so we, you know, we're trying to, it was on on um, life support, the, the, the business and the job board. And uh, we were just down to a skeleton crew. And I was also like, migrating another web, website and a big web migration going on. So so COVID was was pretty bad. And um, But then obviously the market has switched around. So lots of employers now posting jobs. I don't think, like we are, we are probably back up to say 90% 
95 percent on the rev on the job board side but our bigger issue now is the job seekers are there are just too there are too many jobs and not enough job seekers and people's aspirations have changed and so people want to work more remotely and so companies are struggling to catch up with that um so we've got we've got um we're in a good position in the sense that our whole brand is about like doing something different and working on your own terms. And so the pan, post-pandemic should play into that nicely, but it's going to take a while, as you know, as you know it's going to take a while to kind of rebuild um, members and job seekers and candidates. And, and at least our tech is not kind of falling over all the time, which it was doing like two years ago. So I mean, there's one less plate to spin there, but another sp- plate to spin that I wasn't envisaging was going to be an issue. So all in all, it's been a... a it's been pretty dire 24 months. Um, it sounds like you guys are well positioned. Like you said, your brand is exactly what a lot of people are are going through right now. It's like, I'm tired of my old job. I want to do something new. I want to do something different. If you, you answer that need. So And as travel as travel starts to come back too, I think you're you're well positioned for that. I think that's that's one of the things when when I looked at the kinds of jobs that you have on your site, yeah, sure. a lot of them are very well suited for people who are, say, in New York or in London or in Hong Kong or whatever, and they want to go and work someplace else. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like you're doing right now, like I'm doing right now. I, I refer to it as working remotely from working remotely. Um, and it doesn't have to be <laughs> from you know an apartment or an Airbnb. It can be working for a company in in Lisbon and yeah. you know having that different experience, which I, I think that plays incredibly well uh, to Gen Z that that they're not they're not looking to climb that corporate ladder and be there for the next fifty years. They want they want a life of experiences. Boy, I'm 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 bullish on your business model. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, you really like Lisbon is your go to spot whenever you talk about working remotely somewhere. You always bring up Lisbon, and um, I, I've never I've never been there, but it is on a short list. <laughs> it is basically the it is basically the go to spot for remote workers in Europe. So uh, I can see why you go to Lisbon. Well, listen, Dom, it's it's uh, been great to have you on, and um, our listeners can't see this, but I can see that you're all bundled up against the cold because Dom <laughs> is uh, in the French Alps right now, living, walking the walk, as it were, for his uh, <laughs> trying <job boards>. to. <laughs> right, right. But anyway, thanks, thanks uh, for coming on. And if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you and chat with you, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, sure. Just um, well, just shoot me an email, Dom at escapethecity.org. Um, or like check us out on um, our app, escapethecity.org. Great, great. Well, thanks again. Um, Stephen, if, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can email me, Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, at collegerecruiter.com. Dom, it has been a pleasure. And if you hear a knock on your door uh, later today, that <laughs> might just be me saying, hey, I could uh, do with a little bit of uh, French Alps experience. Oh, well, you're welcome anytime, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm just going to stay in Iowa because that's that's what I seem to do. But um, anyway, that's it for today's episode of Job Board Geek, the uh, podcast that focuses on the business of connecting employers and candidates. Please be sure to subscribe to us uh, via RSS feed, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Casts, any of those things. Just click the subscribe uh, button on the uh, Job Board Geek website. This is Jeff Dickey Chasens, and you've been listening to Job Board Geek. That's all for now. See you next time. Thanks. Bye.